Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It is May 13th, 2019. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Is that one, two, three, four, five? That's five. Five out of six. Five yeah. stripes. Yep. Now I think uh, four. How, how do you do a shutout? What how, do how do you play a shutout on the, the whistle? <laughs> four. You got to play four. You got to do four of them. That's only one. You got to hold it in. <laughs> That's a strikeout. And so you, you do that, and then you take a shot of bourbon, and then you... Anyway, it is uh, May 13th, 2019. I am Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, in the corner this time. Nobody puts Kevin in the corner. Nobody Except puts for Ke- Grego. Except for Grego. We got Grego, the infamous Grego from For the Culture. What's going on? Thanks for coming, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time in the making at this point, I feel like. Yeah. It's been a while since you've been... I was... We were at the other house whenever, yeah. uh, whenever you came over last time. And yeah. Yeah. We gotta make this happen. We gotta get a. It'll still get just as sweaty in here. I promise you. Oh yeah, <laughs> we got we got central AC. We got a fan over us, and it's still it's not nearly what it was last time. I Actually, think y'all have clearly upgraded. Now. <laughs> I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of you guys. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for uh, making us a part of your Monday night. It is. Uh, it's a good day to be alive. It's a good, good yeah. five out of six weeks to be alive. It even is. even <laughs> if you're trying to find a reason for it not to be. Yeah, uh, I wish it would stop already. It's never going to. Even with a cup, I'm sure they're going to be like, well, we could have, you know. <laughs> but it would have been more entertaining. We should have had Tato the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if Greg's just going to add to our echo chamber in here, if he's going to maybe have some have some points against us. But we've been optimistic, like, all season. And it, yeah. to me, I, I made the comment last week, is like, after the cup last year, everything's kind of found money for me at this point. Mm-hmm. 
because I don't get championships with my teams very often. Mm-hmm. Colts have won Super Bowl in my in my life. Ooh. Uh, Kobe in double overtime in 2000 against the Pacers kind of shut that dream down. And then Malice at the Palace. Oh, man. Liverpool losing a title by one point with the third most points in league history yesterday. Good. Yeah. That's nice. That's Speaking of which. Y'all I'm, were winning for a second, though. Y'all had it. <laughs> for literally less than a minute. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm actually very intrigued by Vogel coming to LA. I'm very intrigued by that. All right, so are you a Lakers fan? I'm not a Lakers fan. I I, I do. I, okay, I was going to say myself a, a LeBron guy, but at the same time, I I always followed his career. And of course, remember the rivalry between the Heat and the Pacers, and I was like, I always loved Vogel. I was like, he got them that close, and then uh, Paul George messed everything up, and everything kind of went to shit. So yeah, sleeping but, with Roy Roy Hibbert's uh, fiance. Mm, yeah, yeah. So yeah, not a lot of people know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that really screwed up the locker room more than Danny Granger trade. Anyway, we, yeah, we could talk about that forever, but yeah. uh, we're here to talk, I guess, Atlanta United. Yeah, Dick, Kevin, I'll just be a fly on the wall. Tell me more. <laughs> Do you really want to? I could no, go on. For no, it's just that Willy Wonka. But anyway, so, the entire thing. So just to get back to that point, it's like. I both of us were trying to be and, and maybe it too it was about all, a lot of the pessimism that we were seeing it's just like we gotta give it time and yeah. I know that you were preaching that too with the system and everything like mm-hmm. it's not to say like it's all sunshine and rainbows and I love watching the team lose but damn there, there's other things to look at and find positives in and find positives in the experience that still existed and that was you and I were talking before the show that you you sit over in supporter section and how mm-hmm. the atmosphere has changed over the past few weeks. Even yep. even the atmosphere in the stadium started to get sucked out, which was kind of the hardest thing for me to deal with. Was that people just seemed not even excited to go to the like games. during Dallas, the Dallas game. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that that was just like so like for especially for that to be such a, a momentous occasion. You know, we're raising a banner and everything, and because like I, I I've said it on on my show quite a bit, you know. The one thing about United is that no matter where when a loss, you never had a, a boring game. Like you yeah. never had one, and it was like, you know, you're going through the motions. And you're like, okay, are we going to score? Hopefully, and, then, and like, and now you can see the energy picking back up to where it's like, hey, like we're expecting to score, we're expecting to win, and it's and the energy's changing, and it look and it feels great to have that back. Yeah. Well, you have to. The crowd has to direct their ire at something at this point because they have so much pent up angst and we're winning games. And unfortunately, the person that 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 ire is being directed towards is a guy who gets brought in to play like eleven minutes. Brecchia, yeah. yeah, that was it so was, cold. That was cold. It blood. was messed up, man. Right? So like Tito gets subbed off. Man of the match for me. I, mm-hmm. He he and Brad Guzan, I think one and one a to me for for the game yesterday. I think I said it in the slack. I think Brad T- Guzan gets it for me. Well, to me, Tito won us the game. Brad Guzan saved us the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I think Tito's play in the first half was the best yeah. I've seen him play in a yeah. in a long time. Um. No, but it is as soon as he like Tito gets a standing ovation. Obviously, everybody's standing, but he gets a crazy ovation. And then they announce Brexay, and I hear booze in every section of the bowl, and it's just frustrating, man. It's I, I, we've talked about it before. I, I don't want to beat. I, I don't want to beat a dead, dead horse. horse because there's a whole subject to talk about with Brexay coming in, which I'm interested to hear you guys' thoughts on it mm-hmm. and what you think DeBoer's tactics are employing. Brexia because it seems pretty obvious even though he made the argument about why he started Michael Parkhurst over at left back before I don't know that necessarily that tactic played out with Orlando tracking from right to left on the field uh, which would be to Parkhurst more dominant side but that substitution for Brexia to uh, for Tito 
Brex typically played a left wing position. Correct. Right. Yes, that, that was until he was ruined. Do you see him becoming more of a left wing option uh, at going this point, forward, especially knowing the run of games that we have right now? We already know that Michael Parkhurst isn't traveling and who else? Michael Parkhurst and uh, Nagby. Nagby. So I don't think he's going to be playing left wing. He's probably going to be playing left back since Parkhurst isn't traveling. But mm. I thought it was an interesting decision by Frank to put him into his natural position um, rather than forcing him into the left-back role. And do you see there being any potential for that going throughout the season this year? I think that was always one of the things that I think when we uh, brought him on, that, that, that was always going to be a possibility. You know, when you have guys like that, especially for, you know, for a little bit of research that I've done with Dutch football and, and especially Ajax, like you have that total football mentality where you have your versatility is at – is very prioritized. So for a guy like him that can do, that can play both defense and go into attack, I think that, you know, going into the grind at the summertime, he's a guy that I think that's going to be, it's going to come into real value come summertime. And hopefully, like I've, I've always said, like, I, I think he's much more valuable in attack, but at the same time, especially with uh, Bella being out, you're going to have to use him at some point in, in defense. I think it's. I think my biggest issue with him, the more I look at it and the more I think about it, I think the flaws in Brecchet is his ability to track from position to position and what the backs have been deployed to do. I don't think that he is the type of winger that is capable of playing a wing position and a defensive back position simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And what that requires of him, he's not a really fast guy. Like it's just he runs not, so awkward. It's so, yeah, it's so weird. It's, and he I, yeah. sometimes, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious that defense and uh, defensive positioning isn't his strong suit. So, I like it, man. I thought that for the few minutes that we saw him this past weekend, nothing was a standout play or anything like that. I think he has one distribution that goes to Martinez centrally, uh, one of the few cracks that he gets. But overall, he seemed far more comfortable at the left wing position than trying to force him into the back role. And I think some of the people in the trap have been saying some of the same kind of stuff. Yeah, Brian Diefenbach is uh, is saying – Pretty much that he said he can't play box to box. There's a there's a debate going on between would you rather have McCann or or Breck Shea? I think they're two different players though because McCann really for for what he was deployed to do, it wasn't really to get up. He didn't he did not track forward that much or or push forward that much. He was he was definitely better whenever he was playing further back and and more in part with the defense. But that's the weird part about. Uh, I don't know. Again, not to beat a dead horse. He's just one of our only options that we have. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Michael Parker's kind of struggled yesterday. Um, I think that was, he had a couple moments, I felt like, in attack where it was it was positive. But at times, it just felt like we weren't seeing a lot from that side. Not that he yeah. was probably being asked to do that much, yeah. but... And, and Brian speaks to that. I mean, people have set unrealistic expectations. Um, just because we signed him doesn't mean he's going to be suddenly amazing. Right. So, he's on a much friendlier team deal yeah. than, than was I Chris McCann. I, I'm very optimistic about Frank at least thinking about and toying with where he's putting players. Mm-hmm. And so, to your point, I don't think that Michael Parkhurst had a standout game yesterday. He didn't cost us the game in any solid. considerable way. So, again... It's Frank's going to give you defense first. Right. Yeah. Frank Frank is taking players and 
putting them, plugging and playing them in positions that they wouldn't normally be in or trying to recognize the fact that, you know, okay, well, maybe Brexhay isn't really the best option at left back. Can we use him as a substitution, especially in this stretch where we're without Barco at the wing position where he's more uh, comfortable with playing? So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And I think that's a mark of a good manager recognizing that and not just taking what was given to him as gospel, essentially, and, yep. and trying to figure out where those players plug and play at. I mean, that's always one of the knocks or one one of the criticisms that I have for teams that will can their manager so quickly into them coming in is to your point, Kevin, sometimes they have to tinker. Yeah. Much like me where I'm messing with these knobs, they got to tinker and they got to find their best. Uh, you can't always find that in training, right? I mean, some guys are going to be, uh, for every, for every miles Robinson, you're going to have a Breck Shea. Or True. 10 breakfasts, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, where you've got yeah. a player that, you know, you throw in there that hasn't really been called up that fucking stands head and shoulders above the rest. And then others that you, you take a chance on and it doesn't always pay off. So credit to them. And hopefully it, it pans out. We got a we still got a tough stretch of games, but it, it seemed like only yesterday that like Breck Shea was like treated as though he might be the second coming of whatever great line of national team players, like you go back to like 2012, 2013 when Klisman first came on and like, you see, it's like, yeah, like it's like Luther, Luther Vandross's curl. just didn't curl quite right. <laughs> and you look at him now, you're like, like it, it, it's, it's, it's sad that, you know, that you had uh, the fans boo him. Cause I mean, you know, he's, 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 he's still one of us. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's, that's the thing is like, I've, I've heard the argument um, that, He's a professional. He should be able to handle it. But at the same time, he shouldn't be having to put the, put up with it. Especially one thing, if he's just like having an absolute shit game. But he was coming off the bench. Right. 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 I mean, people liken him to Tyrone yeah. Mears. And Tyrone Mears, I feel like, was more of a defensive liability a couple years ago than Breck Shea is. People forget that. But nobody – I never yeah. once heard a boo for, yeah. for Tyrone Mears. That's true. And Domer says, no Atlanta player deserves to be booed. Brittany S. echoing that. Yeah, don't boo your own player. That's going too far. Thank it's, you, it's Thank you Domer. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, another substitution that happened yesterday. Talk about versatility, a guy in Justin Merrim that who got to make his debut he for did. Atlanta against his – uh, probably much hated former team yeah. in Orlando. How uh, much of that do you read into from Frank? Was it just because it was Orlando and just to get him out there and see, or is it really going to I mean, be a viable re- option that he's going to start employing regularly? Well, Gressel wasn't I, having the best game yesterday. Did he get hurt like right before he got subbed out? He I, did. Somebody stomped the shit out of his Maybe right he did. I, I feel like he was a little off yesterday. He, somebody stomped the shit out of him yesterday. Yeah. I forget but who it he, was. Um, no, I don't. I don't really don't think it was a ploy just because of us playing Orlando. I think it's a matter of get him getting into rotation, uh, getting a couple minutes, seeing yeah. how he fits, even if it's just for a few minutes in a, yeah. in a heat of game. I thought, I thought a little bit that, that he did was actually pr- pretty positive. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, with with Barco being out, like he's definitely a quality veteran um, player that can definitely you know fill roles. You know, especially like I said, with us going through the summer and probably going to have at least three or four guys out for Copa America. And uh, and uh, the Gold Cup, you know, he he's a guy I think that will come through um, pretty well. Like like he didn't he definitely look out of place. No, not at all. I thought he, yeah, I think he integrated perfectly so quickly too. Yeah, I thought he was going to have a great link up play with uh, Barco or not Barco, but Escobar over on that right side. And Escobar's like, nah, I got that sauce, and just started like <laughs> juggling it through the eighteen. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> 
It almost worked out. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it I was like, who out. the fuck is this guy? Uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome to oh, see. Um, yeah, I think I think it could work out really well. He seemed to be he seemed to come on and fit well. But again, it's for a very very small sample size. So, so we'll see how uh, it plays out. We didn't talk Toronto. Obviously, I don't know if we're going to harp too much on that game. We didn't record after that, but mm. yeah, that was obviously um, that was dominating. It, it really was. was. It really was. Who played left back in that game? Parkers. Oh no, it was it was Brexit. Sorry, yeah. I, I know. I was being facetious. I forgot that was because it, it was the Wednesday game. I had to yeah. like, I was having a whole Brexit. Well, I'm Matt, not going to talk about Brexit. If, if my I'm soccer done. math works, we beat them two nothing with Brexit. We beat Orlando one nothing with Michael oh Parkers. That equals no. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it could have been. It could have been two two. It could have been three uh, nil. I mean, like we had we had the one goal that got, that got called back, which made no sense to me. But yeah, have, have either of you tried to go back and rewatch it? I haven't gone back to see. It, it was it was so close. If if Liam Ridgewell's goal in 2000, uh, VAR might not have been in play yet. Um, whenever we went to Portland, this is to me it was the same scenario where it looked like, and I only saw it once, but it looked like he was, his feet were on, his body was off. Is that? Well, I I, I did watch the game uh, last night after I got home, and at least from what I saw, it it was really close. And what I've always been told is that when you have something that's that close, it's supposed to favor the attacker. And I was like, yeah, that that, that one was way too close to where it's like, like okay, like let's. Uh, that's ob- it was nearly obviously obvious. It wasn't clear and obvious, no. which has been the argument that I've seen round and round. The the linesman did his job. He he did as he instructed. He was instructed yeah. right. It's he like, it down. If yeah. it's that close, don't call offside in case yeah. we need to go to in, right. in case the VAR says right. that you need to come take a look at this. Which I still think is silly. The VAR should just make that decision if it's just yeah. going to be a essentially mm-hmm. a robot in a back room yeah. looking at footage. They should just go ahead and make that yeah. call for the person yeah. anyway. Yeah, I, that. Just remove that stupid middleman piece. What, but what, what annoys me more than anything is that they they don't call it right away, and we we get the goal, and you end up wasting your beer, and you're like, oh man, I, my beer's gone now. Because Maybe that's why concession prices are so low. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have that problem. When I'm you good. start when you start throwing the beer, you start you start spraying the water. And you're like, yeah, 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 and it's like, hold up. Mm-mm. I'm like. I, I wanted that beer, man. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me even without VAR against Toronto. Um, You're just wasting your beer, throwing your beer around. Who's? Know. I can't remember who who scored the goal that got called back. Uh, the offside goal that set off the the horns. Everybody was celebrating. I don't know. Uh, I think that was. Uh, I think that was Gressel again. Yeah, it was right. Yeah. Anyway, like going through the motions, like jumping, high fiving everybody. By the time I make the round, oh, celebrating yeah. with everybody, the guys like. Turn around. No, I saw that offside. one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jo- it was Joseph that was offside on that one. He was way. Oh off. yeah, you're right. Yeah, way. From, off. It's on the opposite side of me too. Yeah, so it's yeah. like it's I hard was, for me to see. My dad was Patrick sucks. like on the fifty up on the second level. So I saw that, and everybody's like, "Oh!" And I just sat there, held my hand up the whole so time. So fancy sitting in, sitting with a doctor up in up in the club. Don't be giving his business out like that. <laughs> How dare you? His Twitter handle. I like don't. I like Dober suggestion. Can we can we get that to be a thing to throw, throw hot dogs? Not beer because they're cheaper <laughs> and then you can like catch one just eat it out of the air i don't oh. think i want that why uh, not that that's that that sounds mm. why if, not if, if everybody ate their hot dogs <laughs> like just i that, do and they were just plain or just then, that then that's just that's that, one thing just but. that gif of that girl getting hit with all those hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> like that's what i want my but supporter like, section experience to but be that's like, like a, uh cheek on the on the capo stand taking hot dogs to the face. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Ooh, popcorn shower. That's a good idea. I do like that. I like, I like that. I like the popcorn yeah, shower yeah, yeah. idea. I like that too. And shout out to whoever put the Kevin's Unite uh, flag on the, the Capo stand yesterday. Yeah, that was pretty cool to pretty see. Crazy yeah. to see. Yeah. yeah. Front was, and center. Uh, that was fun to see. So five out of six. It's crazy. And ties a league record for four consecutive shutout games. Hey, Kevin, Kevin, have we played enough uh, goal scoring teams yet? <laughs> well, to be considered well, eight, to, to, for eight goals you know, to be considered good defense yet? I don't know if you yet? really did any research like I did, but <laughs> technically we played Toronto's B team oh, and <laughs> Orlando was without Nani. So how much can you really yeah, credit either one of those teams? Um, I think uh, they cloned Will Johnson. <laughs> and his name is Chris and, Miller. And they put him in a Mueller skin suit. <laughs> and the verdict on the Mueller report is Royds. <laughs> that kid is that kid is juiced to the gills. Do they test uh, in MLS? I don't know. I don't I'd be interested. Surely. If not, we, Frank. There's Surely. safe ways to get him on the juice, man. Surely. EPO and Yeah. Don't get, take get, any get, don't take any advice from uh Clemson, that's for sure. Cause... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, those kids all just got massive paydays. It doesn't matter to them. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Take we got a trophy. They got a paycheck. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> no, but for real, I mean, uh, against Toronto, we played a, a team that was pretty well informed, though the, you know, the people from um, the vocal minority would say that that lineup was not a great lineup that they put out. But still, they were playing with, with good players that have played a lot of their season for yeah. them, with the yeah. exception of a few guys on defense. I think Zavaleta being in, um, everybody's like, okay, you might as well just give up the game at that point. But um, Rometty seemingly shut down Pozuelo during that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That made shuts down lanes and shuts down attacking uh, attacking. Midfielders. Yeah, like it was a, it was a really convincing game, uh, more so than I would say the Orlando game was. They are without Josie Altidore, but he's yeah. coming back soon. Correct. I think he's on the he's on the mend. I think I'm he'll be sure. back for the. the... I, I'm, I'm insanely jealous of Josie. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm insanely jealous. You have no idea. Are they married yet? <laughs> they they just got engaged. They just got engaged. Yeah. Um. So Angie was saying, he's like, this is. She's like, I was looking on Reddit, and they were saying that Josie Altidore is about to marry somebody faint more famous than him. Who is it? Sloan Stevens. Uh tennis player. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah. Right on. New new American uh dominant force, right? Yes. Um Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about the Toronto game. It was it was a win. We played really well. Yeah, it yeah. looked great. It was very dominant. Very dominant. That it's, was that was like the performance that everybody was hoping we would have had against Colorado if Colorado yeah. wouldn't have bunkered. Yeah. I felt like Again, I think it's been really interesting. If you look at so to the point I just made that Atlanta United currently is tied with a league record for consecutive shutouts. Correct. Um, if you look at the way that Atlanta has had to generate those four shutouts and against the teams that they played, take the whole roster out of the equation. Each one of them presented a different scenario that Atlanta had to overcome. You had a bunkering Colorado team. You had a Orlando team that created more chances and more opportunities than any of the other three did combined, where you had to make saves and Guzan had to stand on his head for the first time. And probably, I think that may be Guzan's best game overall. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, his tenure at Atlanta United. I mean, I I can't remember a time where he made three, four, however many saves it was that were just ridiculous. Yeah. 
you look at a very convincing win over a Toronto team, even with their uh, B squad out there. Again, so you look at what Atlanta United's done in this run of four games. It's not like they're going out there and doing the same thing and getting the same result. They're having to change their tactics, change their lineup, to your point about switching Breck Shea for Michael Parkhurst, you got Barco in against Toronto. He's not there against Orlando. You're seeing parts and pieces mix and match, and they're still finding results, which is a really promising trend. It's to that see. plug and play, man. Has he already, has he already left for uh, for the Argentine Argentina squad? Yeah, they they've been posting week, pictures right? of him. <laughs> there's okay. a funny one floating around tonight. I saw where there's two other kids from the U uh, twenty training training camp, mm-hmm. and Barco's pulling the whatever it's called with the chain and that you got to pull the weights behind okay, you okay. and he's just full beast mode and the other kids are behind him like just <laughs> in shock at, at his grind that he's putting on it it's pretty amazing to see so. uh new name in the in the trap rocks fontaine asking if that's mictors it is mictor yeah they're they're drinking mictors 12 yes no 12 yeah here? yeah right no, no, what is it? It's just a small batch, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, good luck finding the Mictor's 10. That's a tough one to get. No, that one in Toasted is great. No. Uh, uh, other things. Joe Johnstone, how about Ginger Ninja's 400th appearance? Only the, what do they say, third player in league history with 400 appearances? Something is like that? Kyle Buckerman. <laughs> Buttholman. What is it? Keith Buckerman. Keith, Kyle Keith, Beckerman. Keith Beckerman. That's Bend it. it like Beckerman has the, the, he has the record for league appearances, right? I think so. And then I forget who the other one was. Started with a C, right? I don't know. That's that's for you guys in the in the trap. I don't know. Third what? field player. Oh, Chad Marshall from yeah. From see, Seattle. I knew it started with a C. Yeah, got it. Really, Just, been around that long? The, he's old as hell. I mean, the hairline <laughs> is traveling. It's, it's it's made a it's made a Just long journey. From <laughs> Just gotta let it go. But yeah, I know Larry, Larry's a lifer though. Like he, like I, like I remember, like in all the other teams that he's been for, like uh, especially like Chicago. I was like. I never, I never thought he was that good, and then he came here. I was like, this dude's like amazing, like and like uh, when he got on on Sunday, I, like he had to go track back, and like he's like zooming, like he's twenty five. I was like, good lord, like I didn't know he had that kind of speed on him. Yeah, yeah, he was talking to us about that last year about how he's like, I hate fitness training, yeah, but I do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could tell, man's ripped. He's he's in shape. He, he reminds me of Craig Biggio. If anybody followed baseball, who yeah. he started, he's progressively as he's gotten older, he's gotten further back on the field. So yeah. he's like starting just playing different positions throughout his career, and he's, he's a hell of a center defense mid off the bench, man. We got a question from Joe Johnstone, Greg. What kit are you wearing? I am wearing the New York Cosmos twenty. I think it was a 2014, 15, third kit. Yes, here you go. <sighs> <laughs> the Fly Emirates. I like it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so it, other points about Orlando before we start kind of transitioning into what we expect to see in voicemails, obviously. Um, so what about the goal? That that was where I was going. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, Pity Martinez finally. Who was more excited, the crowd or him? Kelly. He tried. <laughs> Good God! She posts a lot of videos of herself celebrating. She's to just it. the one. Yeah. I just responded to it with the with the gift from Anchorman. I don't know what we're yelling about. Smile noises. Uh, I think that's yeah. the loudest I've heard the stadium for a goal in a while. Me too. Oh yeah, for sure. For I sure. think everybody just just seeing the the 
the sheer ha- I have not seen that guy smile since he got yeah, here. Yeah. Just to see the sheer happiness wash over his face. Yeah. And- he tried to downplay it. He, he did try to downplay it. He said, like, you know, I'll pay for one of the biggest clubs in South America. Right. Like, zero like, pressure. Like, I felt zero pressure. Mm. Really? Like, come on, man. Come really? On, come on, son. Don't lie. <laughs> Don't lie. So when's the pity chant going to start? That's all that anybody wants to hear now. Well, they, they just they just took out Joseph and took and put in Peach. I was like, okay, that works. Yeah, out. that same Seven Nation Army shit. I can't tell what they're chanting most of the time. Yeah. I can't tell if it's oh, it's, uh, oh fuck you, Orlando. Oh fuck you, Orlando. If, we almost that almost that that chant almost got retired yesterday because yeah. they were chanting it, and that Brad Guzan saved that that goal. Yeah. If if they would have scored while we were chanting "Oh fuck you, Orlando," that that chant would have been deceased. <laughs> I would have I would have put a moratorium on that shit. And all fi- all fifteen of their supporters would have been talking so much shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, I don't know if y'all happen to see this. Uh, I follow. Uh, there's a uh, Casuals Ultras page on Facebook, and they had this picture of these. Uh, they look like 14- the fucking kids that stole that neighborhood flag. <laughs> no, the, 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 the they MLS... stole it from their fucking Airbnb that they were staying at. The Overwatch Cup Concord flag. I was like, yeah. I was like, man, y'all like, where's the receipt? I'm like, you, you know, you've, you. They stole that. that shit out of the burbs of Atlanta. <laughs> they went. They stole it off the front porch of their Airbnb, and they put it back that night. I guarantee it. <laughs> Dear God. That so was so bad. Fucking was... so those, corny. Those, those kids that are, shit is so corny. Those kids are the perfect example of that. Um, the Pokemon uh, team skull. That, yeah, the I, just, team skull I want to post that thing on everything. <laughs> I was like, if 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 I bought a flag and gave it to some fourteen year olds, I'd probably hide my face too because I'm like, that was just so <laughs> bad. I was like, Jesus, man. What would have been hilarious is if somebody bought the flag and then trolled them by giving it to them and like put it on the hood of their car or something like that. And then they made it out like they were uh, badasses. Yeah. There could be a whole story behind it. We don't know. <laughs> Lynn, okay. Talk about beating a dead horse. Landon Schultz saying Brad's footwork recently has made me very nervous every time he touches it with pressure. Brittany S., probably Alec Can's biggest fan, saying <laughs> play Can. Put Can in. That's true. That's I true. Still, I still honestly, genuine... Genuine talking point there. Why haven't we traded Alec Can for some actual other usable pieces? Because we got keepers. We got right. Exactly. I mean, and, and Alec Can is like a mid table, at least mid table starting quality. I mean, there's oh, yeah. so many bad. What? How have I not heard that yet? Domer, the Candy Man can. <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez! We now we can't get rid of them. Sorry, I just threw that off the rails there. But oh, yeah, okay, but, but but that's for real, great. like uh, the, I'm surprised he hasn't been a trade piece at some point because there there's certainly teams that could use him, and we could certainly use the the allocation money, or we can use another piece to put in. We could use some more blam and cam and blam and yeah. yams, mm. yams, yams, yeah, <laughs> potatoes, tomatoes, <laughs> yams, yams. Uh, <laughs> So Pity has a great game. You yeah, know, beautiful one, t- like beautiful one-time hit dude, on that ball, just fucking gorgeous. Aside from that, I think my other favorite moment in the Guzanti. There's a lot of really great highlights. The almost frame for frame repeat of Joseph Martinez's goal against Orlando last year that comes up just narrowly short, where he cuts to the right side of the yes. keeper. 
mm. tries to chip it in. They just happen to clear it off the line at the last second, but almost and you saw his reaction too. He just started smiling right afterwards. It was play for play. Uh, I think it was just on the opposite side of the field than it was last year, but that was really, really great to see. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Um, and clearly he has to keep the Irish in the sleeve now. He has to keep that. Yeah. He yeah. has to keep that. Uh, the what? Uh, the Irish, yeah, 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 yeah. But can we get it chromed out and give him a jack sleeve? Ooh. Give him Jack's arms? Yeah. Or just like the or just put or just oh, uh, make like, it into uh, a full glove uh, like the Infinity a Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Winter Soldier. I was gonna say just go full Infinity I, Gauntlet. Man, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Man, um this makes me want to play Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat eleven. I've soon, only right? it's already out. I've oh, only heard damn. good things about damn. it. Damn, yeah. damn, damn. Um What else from that game? Miles Robinson? He's a hell of a game. Grown ass man. Oh my god. Hell of a game, dude. When he's just standing up that one on one. Yeah. He that guy tried to back him down. He's yeah. nope, nope, yeah. nope, nope. You're not going anywhere. You can't do anything. Um, he doesn't adventure forward. He's the antithesis of LGP, and he is so good at what he does now. I mean, the 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 faith that the front office has put into the kid, yeah. I can't. Uh, it just speaks volumes. I think if we get one, I know we all want to see George Bellum, mm-hmm. and I'm one of them. If we get one youth player and it's Miles Robinson, if that's all we get out of this one season that's mm-hmm. come up through the oh, ranks, development? Sure. that is a huge win for this team. Yeah. yeah. And I expect to see that again next year, you know. But obviously, I want to see George Bellow. I think he's the next up to make that step. Maybe DP, if he starts playing a little speaking bit more, of, he made the 18. Speaking of young guys, Kunga squad is yes. uh, Lagos Kunga. I'm glad he's going to go get some playtime over at Memphis yeah. uh, yes. for Tim yes. Howard's Memphis. Yep. What is it? Memphis 901. What's the. Memphis 901. 90210. Yeah. It'll be good to see him get playtime. It's still young. I mean, look at the guys like. Between Carlton, still young, as much criticism as he's gotten. He's got plenty of time to get his he's head traveling. on straight. He's oh, traveling. Is, is he, he's traveling he up to Vancouver. He, he posted a Snapchat video of him walking, boarding onto the plane, which is a surprise considering Frank's comments following the Toronto game, which was something to the effect of players in his position of his age get a lot of attention, a lot of distractions off the field. Unfortunately, Carlton has sort of fallen uh, victim to some of those, and and we obviously want to help him grow up and mature, and he has to, some of that yet to do. But he did post a picture to snapchat uh earlier today that he is traveling with the team it seems so yeah uh, uh when i saw those comments on i think it was a friday you know it's funny because like i actually was there when he signed his contract when he, they, had, they had the event uh the varsity and to see like you know it's, it's going on nearly it'll be three years next next month yeah and you know to see kind of like you know his, his ups and downs uh of course he had the incident with uh at mls cup well before mls cup and you would think that you know by now he's been in a, a professional environment enough to know what's expected of him if he wants to actually make make the make the team and actually they'll break into the 11 oh. things like that and you know it, it's it's concerning at least to me because i'm like you know you and I'll, 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 and I'll say this on the on the fans group page. You know, you you have an issue as far as like we always see so so much as far as like what you put on social media, and when you see so much, you know, happening consistently, and it's like, how exactly are you really taking this stuff seriously? Because you know, especially for a guy like DeBoer, where he comes from a very serious background at Ajax, it's like, you know. You've been around long enough to where you know what you need to do. Like, don't bullshit with this. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, you, that's always been kind of the big difference. It still is, right, with our academies compared to Europe, where they pretty much set up like boarding school type atmospheres, right? right? Where you're at the academy, you do your schooling there, you live and breathe soccer when you're not in school or eating or yep. sleeping. Yeah. And there's too much bullshit. And uh, I, I still believe it. I, I'm thinking maybe more in light of Frank's comments that he would put that out there. Maybe he's seeing Andrew take a, you know, turn a new leaf or, you know, yeah. take, take on some of that uh, maturity. Um, no, it's good to see him traveling. It's going to be weird. I mean, if, um, I don't know how much more, what else you want to talk about? Frank Westbar, I thought was fantastic also. Uh, shout out to Yogi McBar. I'm not an Atlanta United fan. I'm just here to support the culture. So What up, Yogi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a Richmond guy. He's, he's good people. He's good people. Richmond kickers. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have anything else on Orlando. Um, I know we have some voicemails, which will probably surface a couple of other, a couple of other talking points before we move on to – uh, talking points going forward and lineup projections. We already mentioned that we know Parkhurst and Nagby aren't traveling. Mm-hmm. We mentioned Carlton obviously showing up there. We expect um, Breck Jay to fill in for Parkhurst. Should be so interesting. Parkhurst and Nagby not traveling. Who is traveling in place? Well, let's just say Carlton is replacing Nagby midfielder for midfielder. Who's going in place of Parkhurst? Uh, Breck Shea. No, no, no. They both of those already fill out in eighteen. Who's you have to fill in with another player? Oh, in the eighteen. Oh, sorry, Who's I thought you were talking Breck about Shea's in the possession. In, in the position. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, hmm. Pogba. Yeah. Well, yeah. But he was already in the eighteen yesterday. It's like if you drop two guys from the eighteen yesterday, is, what is, two guys go? Is Ambrose healthy yet? That's that's my biggest question. I don't think so. I don't. I know, know if Bello I've seen is not. I think Gallagher, to Keith Filer's point, it was good seeing you uh, yesterday too, yeah, Keith. Yeah. Um, long time. And I, I, John Gallagher, I think. Or Hernandez, Joe mentioned. Hernandez, everybody keeps bringing him up. And I wanted to, I wanted him to like, like excel. And, like he often gets forgotten about us. Like, like, he's, like he's been there the whole time. Yeah. And, and apparently, I don't know if. Okay, so Elliot says that Ambrose and started. Alex Niven, okay. new name in the chat. Yeah. yeah, so Ambrose is playing with the twos this weekend, so that okay, seems cool, to cool, be cool. the likely uh, substitution. I don't think he, he's going to be starting by no, any no, means, no. but if he's there to help fill in at the end, that's great. I, I hope he does better than he did before he got hurt, because I was like, mm. well, he was also playing on the right side. Whatever he got right before he got hurt. That's true. That's true. Play, that, playing him inverted is weird. Yeah, you yeah. don't you don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost as bad as Ashley Young being put on the yeah. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, yeah. man. <laughs> what you got, Tim? All right, we got to. You guys got to get better. You guys got to get better. Well, at I think we encourage it too. We got to yeah, stop from now on. We're just going to play one, one per. What's up, guys? Hope you're doing well, this is Chris. Uh, real quick, I just have a question. Um, the question I have is. With, oh, shit, I forgot it. God damn it. I feel like that other guy who walks his kids. I'll call back. <laughs> walks his kids. <laughs> damn it, Jim. Yeah. All right. All right, it's Chris. I remembered it now. So, realistically, how many games do you feel like, realistically, that we could win with this road schedule that we have going on. And the second thing I have is it does seem like the Alba 
has done a great job. When Barco comes back, what's the role for Vialba? Will he go back to the bench and come back in? I mean, how do you have a player that good and with that much speed that really does seem to tend to help Joseph out some? How do you bench him and not play him more than we are playing him? And good for Pitty. I'm sure the confidence level, I mean, that was just really good to see him. So, hope you guys have a great night. We'll see you in the pitch. Um, I'm just, I'm going to make my response on the Tito thing really short. I think that it's it's Barco's position. You've spent too much money on Barco for it not to be, and especially if he's not injured or anything, unfortunately it's a sad reality that Tito will likely be benched depending on Gressel's contract situation. Well, you will likely lose either Tito or Gressel next year mm. because I of it. I, I don't know if I have anything to add. I think we've seen time and time again, Julian Gressel is undroppable from the lineup. Yep. And that would be the only position at this point I would see Tito coming in for from a starting standpoint yep. is over on the and right Tito, side. And, and to Tito's credit, he's too good to be sitting the bench. I get his point if he does leave. Um, he's got a sweetheart deal that he's picking up games and everybody wants to go on to the next level though. So if he does end up moving on, it, I think it'll be interesting and completely contingent on what happens with a potential Barco deal after this year or a Gressel dealer after this year, Greg, I want to get your thoughts on Tito and then I've got to follow up. It was Dion Pereira that almost that had the goal taken back on, on oh, Wednesday. That's right. That's Joseph. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely think that, you know, I, I want to say that, Tito can earn his way to uh, holding that spot down, even when Barco gets back. Because I mean, it's, it's a great problem to have as far as like 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 which one do you want to start? Uh, I do. I think actually the U twenty World Cup is actually going to be huge for for Barco because you could definitely see an opportunity where he could actually get sold this summer. Yeah, and and then of course you're you're back as far as like okay, like one, how do you? Like, do you replace him right away, or do you like wait until the off season to, to really worry to worry about that kind of stuff? Um, I can. That's that's going to be tough. That's going to be really tough. It's, it's a great problem to have. I'll yeah. Say that oh, absolutely. Um, if you were to make a projection on who you lose at the end of this year, and keep in mind, I think that a Barco sale is not going to be a. We have an offer. We're going with it. It, we've seen that with the Miggy sale. Yeah. It is going to be another marquee sale of a player mm-hmm. by the front office. Right. They're going to stake their claim on that. They've invested too much money in him uh, to it not be so. So knowing how much you're going to need to get back for Barco and the situation that's already been brought up with Gressel, his contract, knowing that he's due to get paid by Atlanta United or somewhere else at the end of this year, who do you think is more likely to be sold at the end of this year? Barco for a, a higher price tag. If his trend and trajectory continues, let's say at least on par with what he's done so far, and Gressel, the, the same thing, knowing that the price tags will obviously be substantially different. I actually think Barco will actually be more likely. Uh, given his age, I think that you have much more to gain by selling him just from a straight money standpoint. And I think that it'll be tough if and when Gressel gets sold because he's been such a jack of all trades that I don't think that you can just readily replace him 
right away. Like unless you just know exactly like who who you want to replace like for like, uh, I, I think that if you can afford to keep him, you do that. And but what if he's asking DP money? Ooh, that's gonna be tough. Because I, th- I think in that case, because you, I think that may be what he's looking to do. I think in that I, case you might see. Look. I think in that case you might see both of them leaving. Actually, absolutely, it's a very real possibility, and I, and I think that it needs to be mentioned because it's, I don't think a lot of people think about that, and no. none of us want to. What do you think, Tim? It's it's odd because. Gressel's older than Tito, but right. they're both kind of yeah. in that no man's land when right. it comes to right. uh, expected transfers. Because exactly. these ta- these days, people, they treat the transfer market like we've been treating it in FIFA for the past 10 years, where you're trying to buy 18 to 21-year-old players that are already starting caliber in whatever league they're playing in, mm-hmm. and then see where that pans out. It's, it's, it's not very often that you see a guy who is... 24. I mean, I mean, honestly, Miguel Amiron was kind of a like he an exception. Older, That's why yeah. he went to Newcastle, probably right. more so than uh, probably why you know a team like Arsenal didn't snap him up because he's already getting close to his prime, and that's that's kind of a tough spot. If he's demanding DP money, I say you let Gressel walk. Yeah, I love the guy. He's been amazing. He's been <laughs> one of our biggest. Unless Garber opens up the fourth DP spot, which has been rumored around the league, and several people in the trap have been quick to they, they've bring been talking that about up. that. They've been talking about tripling the salary cap. Like, there's yeah, if they do that, that's going to be huge. Because remember, definitely they, say tripling be. the salary, yeah. yeah, not even doubling. Yeah. They, they say fuck doubling. Yeah. Yeah, We're going straight that. to tripling. I mean, I think you have to with the amount that you're asking investors. And Bridgeport Fire still can't fill more than six thousand <laughs> reported in their stadium. But I mean, yeah, but yet yeah, we're going to triple the salary cap. Yeah. That's they, fine by me. I mean, they have to. I mean, because all they can say, like, if you include DP money and what they already spend on, on the actual cap, like in most cases, most teams are spending at least a good 11 to 15 million just in salaries alone. So yeah. I think that tripling actually makes sense. I think that from there, it's just a matter of how do, how exactly do we reconcile the, the, the DP uh, element to it? And one, can you can you afford to start paying the guys at, at the bottom of the bench a little bit more? Because you still have the situation where not not everybody can really afford to to, to live where they play, right. which is kind of crazy. Right? Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, Kevin Gorham in the in the trap, who we'll hear from in just a second, say quoting Teddy KGB when he's talking about. Uh, Julian Gressel paid the man his money. <laughs> the got great a, movie Rounders, if you guys have not got seen a couple it other Matt new, Damon. a couple other new faces in here uh, that I don't recall anyway. Jeffrey Goldenstein isn't MLS introducing an extra DP slot and it's more not money a new for next year. You just don't pay attention. Okay, rude. no, but Deerslayer twenty six. Deerslayer twenty six is definitely new, <laughs> and I like it. Talk about for the culture. They're taking me back to my roots. <laughs> Cheers, different, you, sir. different culture, but <laughs> oh man! Uh, but no, I, I definitely think that you know if if, if you because remember that the uh, CBA is coming up in next in next January, so you're definitely going to have a situation where if if you can afford to hold everyone, obviously, hey, let's just wait and see what happens with the with the CBA. If, if there is more money that, that's that's put into uh, player contracts, you might have a situation where you okay, we can afford to play pay Gressel his money and 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 and, and still be good. We got we have to uh, kill a DP spot to pay him. Yeah, and you know from there, like I said, I think that if if Barco does well in the U twenties, he's probably gone either way. Yeah, so. 
The only unfortunate thing about that, I believe, unless there's a difference with young DPs, we wouldn't recoup the entirety of that transfer fee. It's all part of the... It's like every year is an extra 20% or something like that. So there there are three-thirds of the transfer fee that you Mm -hmm. give up like uh, over a period of time. Well, some of it's tied to his old team, too. So So, anyway, I, I... I didn't even think about him potentially being sold yeah. this summer, and I can definitely see that happening. Um, what you got? And we'll talk about the the other point that he had about the away games yeah. next. Yeah, nobody cares about Chelsea. I don't care about Chelsea. <laughs> Rude. Oh, south of France. So sorry, I wasn't able to make it to the hashtag on. meet and greet. On. Oh my god. Let me uh, let me rewind that. My bad. Hey boys, what's up? Bill calling from uh, the south of France. So sorry I wasn't able to make it to the hashtag meet and greet on Saturday or Sunday, whatever, whatever the fuck day it is. I don't know what day it is. Anyway, I uh, hope you guys are having a good one tonight. Uh, wanted to call in and say fuck you, Orlando. Awesome that Petey got that goal. Uh, really, really hoping for a couple of road wins this week. So that way when I get back from this fucking trip, uh, we're at the top of the east. So till next time, keep it rolling, Atlanta. He sounds so, he sounds so self-loathing. He's like, ah, oh, when are you back from this fucking trip? I'm in France. Like, <laughs> I actually have a, I have a friend of mine that that's uh, he just recently moved to France, and yeah, I, I think that's just like when you get over there, it's like, hey, you just you just chill out. He's like, oh. <laughs> and he actually called in again. But yeah, that's that's but that's the key thing. Like, we're still two games from hand. Yeah, so like you yeah. know, you still see we could be potentially in third by the end of this week. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, we got another one from Bill, of course. Hey, guys. Bill again. Sorry, I forgot something. A little drunk here. Uh, a lot of wine here in France. Oh. Tim, you're a fucking Martian. Huddle House is horrible. Waffle House is number one. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate you uh, keeping him straight on that last week. I think I just like I just like screwing with Bill at this point. I just like that he keeps dropping like, oh, still in France. They're still here. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to be rescued, it would be just let us know. Still right? here in fucking still here in fucking France. Ooh, yeah, it sounds like he's on a school trip <laughs> exactly. or something. Oh, I can't believe I got drunk here. You're a grown ass man. Unless he's there for work, uh, then I yeah, it could be. I, I spent eight days in a warehouse in, in London one time True. for work. I didn't get to see a single yeah. bit of the town. What um, else we got? What's going on, guys? So with all the potential squad rotation we potentially might see on Wednesday, it got me thinking. If you could have and, and use any of our past or present players for Atlanta United who have been signed by us, what would be your Dream 11 starting team that you would put on the field for a given match? Um, not 89 points or bust. Talk to you guys later. Bye. What's that question one more time? If you could do a dream lineup of any past players that have been on the Atlanta United roster, who would it be? Um, Candyman. Candyman can. <laughs> uh, Guzan, obviously, I think he's going to get everybody's vote. Sure. Uh, let's just go position by position. How about that? Okay. Uh, do, can we all agree four back? Uh, let's just go with a standard four back since it's more of standard yeah, formation. Exactly. Left back. Greg Garza. Greg right? Garza. Mm-hmm. At this point, yeah. Yeah. Um, left center LGP, mm-hmm. yeah. Right center Miles Hurst. Oh yeah, Miles Michael's Robinson. Robinson. Miles Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My- yes, Michael's, yes, yes. Michael's, Michael's Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> I've just made him. He actually sold his name to Michael's. He's he's yeah. it's actually it's actually no, no, no. It's a I, I will sponsor. I'll, I'll agree with you there, Miles Robinson. Yes. Um, 
Tyrone Mears at right back. Ooh, <laughs> I like the game to be a little adventurous. Uh, Escobar at right back. Yeah. Across the board. Uh, I do miss Anton Walks, though. Damn. Yo. I'd put Anton Walks. I don't know. I can't. No, it's I like can't. Escobar. There's I can't. Not, just not a big enough sample size with Anton yeah. Walks, I no. think. I mean, I think that when, when he got his opportunity, because I remember remember he came in as a center back, so like when he when he had his opportunities, he sucked at center back. Oh, yeah. He was bad. Yeah. He had that own goal um, yeah. by Bobby Dodd. I can't yeah. remember who that was against. But. Every time that he came in as center back, we ended up losing. But, um, but when he used it right back, he did a whole lot better. Um, I've been trying to keep up with him since he went back went back home to England, but uh, I think the last, I think he's moved from Portsmouth the last time I checked up with him. But, uh, but, uh, but I mean, I think that he's a guy that Tottenham ruins youth. <laughs> Man, that's a whole different story. But, uh, but no, I, I think that he's that, still in Portsmouth. Brian says, okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Uh, but I, I do think the obvious choice there is, is Escobar. Like he's yeah. like when, when he's healthy, he's, you can make a good argument that he's probably our best defender. Yeah. Uh, center mid, uh, Nagby, Remetti for me. I don't know about you two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I miss Carmona, man. Yes, yes. Carmona, if I would have loved uh, to see Remetti. I'll go Carmona and, um, and Nagby. I'm good. I'm good with Remetti. Y'all have that. Y'all have it. I'm yeah, good. I'll take I, I just nostalgia. As, as Kevin Brown likes to say, I'm Carmona good. would tackle it's slide tackle the I'm world. Good. I'm good. <laughs> um all right, now I think we might get into all the wishy what right wing. Gressel for me. Yeah. Yeah. Left that was tough. Oh, that one's tough. I know man. it is. I know it is. Well well tens tens Miggy, of course. Tens Miggy. And left wing is gonna be the one that every up top, Joseph for everybody. Left wing, who Not you Ken got? Win? Not Kenwin? No. <laughs> I used to love some Kenwin Jones of Stoke City, but uh, oh man, if he was here, like if he was five years younger, man. I'm yes. actually going Brandon Vasquez up top. Oh wow, give him a chance, bro. <laughs> give him a chance. Um, left wing. So we still have Barco, Pity Martinez, um, Breck Shea, uh, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Carlton. Carlton. Um, oof. Wow, it's tough. It's tough to imagine leaving Pity out because of what you see he could be. But seeing it's, it's, where Barco is right now, I'm going Barco. Uh, what about what Keith Filer and Alex Niven are saying? No, Yamil Asad. Nah, I'm going Barco over Yamil. I'm so I'm so over. <laughs> oh, this is a hot button issue for you. I forgot you were going off this past week, man. Listen, I'm like <laughs> I forgot you were getting in Rob Usery shit <laughs> this past week on Twitter. Go ahead, here's your chance. Do it. I mean, listen. I mean, listen. Like, like he scored our first goal, and it's like everyone thinks that you know. It's like anytime someone leaves, it's like let's bring Asad. I'm like, no. Like he 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 had. We gave him the opportunity to come back. And he said no, and and everyone thinks that you know that it's on us. I'm like, no, he he had his opportunity. Like, hey, let's let's go, let's let's move on. That's <laughs> the way everybody feels about Dan. And then whenever he's in remote and you hear the connection issues, they're like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's hard to leave off Gressel though. It's really hard because like he's been just up in that lineup for so long. It's um, I'm, I'm all doing... of our success has come with him at right wing. Yes. Yeah. Whether Barco, that's right Barco's wing back or right, right, right wing. So I, th- I, I, I think you have to put in Tito. I think you have to. I think so too. Sample nah. size. Go ahead. Sample yeah. size, man. Yeah, Bar- Barco's been amazing this year. That said, Tito's been great for three years now. Yeah. 
Barco's not going to get worse. Yeah, true. I, I think I, I think if you if you, if he's still here here a year from now, that answer will probably will probably be uh, Barco. But I think that just given the overall body of work, I don't think you can leave uh, Tito off. I no did. <laughs> Get out! Cold, cold blood. <laughs> oh. He made my eighteen. Does that count? <laughs> uh, is that all the voicemails? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So thoughts. We've got two games this week. We have. This is a family show. We don't talk about thoughts. Thoughts Th- and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Vancouver on Wednesday, and then Red Bulls this yep. weekend. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be racking up the sky miles. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, DeBoer is and like then charging RSL, all those. And then RSL us. next week, right? Yes. Uh, next Friday, twenty fourth, before Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is a lot of back and forth on the road for this team. Is coast the stream dropping? Is, huh? is YouTube killing our stream right now? Because I'm seeing I people. Have no, clue. no, there we go. I was just seeing people drop off. Okay. Uh, it just it, we we haven't used YouTube. Yeah. Uh, webcam and all. All right, time. so let's start it like this. Uh, there's a couple of topics I want to run through with the road. What do you expect to be? Who do you think is going to be the biggest difference maker for the team in the next? Let's just break it down for the next three games because ultimately we know we got a lot coming up. But uh, biggest difference maker in the next three games, the points that Atlanta United can expect to take away from these next three games. And um, what else? What else? What else should we? Oh, I'll think of something else. I, w- I want to round it out with three. So. Most important player? Yeah, who's going to, or not just most important player, who's going to make the biggest difference that maybe hasn't been in the lineup? We're going to see some squad rotation. Oh, that hasn't, yeah. hasn't yeah, yeah. been in the lineup yeah, yet. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, we haven't gotten enough Pogba yet. We haven't gotten any Pogba. We, we got him for like 15 minutes in one yeah, game. Yeah, that's about it. I'm going to go ahead and throw Justin Miram into the ring. For oh, yeah, yeah. Easy yeah. one to overlook because he's just newly exactly. added to the team. But, yeah, I think that's that's fair. Um, I think the, big, the the better question there is that what happened. Like I said, we got a month before a couple of Americas, like what's going to happen when Joseph's gone. Yeah. And we who, saw who, that. Who does um, play forward? Tito, right? Tito goes up and plays forward. But that's if, that's if he's not called up. No, Tito did get called up. I thought I saw that. Man, why is Paraguay's squad gonna be so thin? I could have swore. I <laughs> could I could have swore I saw a tweet earlier Call today Lucas that Mi- Miggy and Tito got called up. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Did Kaku? I don't know. Um, You're gonna fight some fans. Give me a second, and I will confirm. Greg, how many games should Kaku have gotten? Because obviously it wasn't intentional, but at the same time. You gotta have a better head on your shoulders than that. I think he I, made I, the I, preliminary I four, four roster. Five. Yeah, four or five. Yeah. What's that? He made the preliminary roster, which is what thirty? No, twenty three guys, right? Uh, forty. Oh, uh, forty. That's a huge ass pool. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, maybe he's he he's, he's in the run. Point. I mean, he might, but he's in the running. Yeah. I hope so. I I hope he doesn't. <sighs> I love when the guys get called up and get to pre- represent their national team. But this is Tito's dad's team, right? Not mm-hmm. his. Yes. Because yes. he was he switched allegiances yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, Justin Miram for yeah, I think so. Yeah. Person that we will see a lot more between of Justin Miram so far. Maybe Pogba. I that's a good call just because of the amount of the, the amount of travel, man. And Pereira. Yeah. yeah. Pereira. Oh, Dion Pereira too. He's getting. Some... I've liked what I've seen. He's quick, man. Yeah. He's quick. Um. Pity is is he getting called up? Um, I think it's fifty fifty. Right? I, I don't I, know. I, I, it depends on what direction Argentina is really going. Uh, because he's 
I think that you're in that funky space because, you know, you still, Messi's still young enough to where he could reasonably get called up. It's like, like, do you want to go ahead and just cut cut bait on him? And I, and I, I, I doubt that they will. And I think that for his position, it's like, do you, do you really want to get caught up just to sit on the bench and do nothing? Yeah. No, probably not. Yeah. Especially it's, it's, if you like, he's just getting into a stride with the team. Right, yeah. right, right. What do you, uh, how many points do you expect Atlanta to pull away? Maybe we go game by game. Is that the way to so go? So we have three games in the next nine days. Nine days? Is it nine? We have uh, Wednesday, Sunday, ten days. Ten days. Ten Wednesday, days. Sunday, and Friday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, how many points? Well, let's just go game by game. Vancouver, what do you guys think? I, honestly, you think that's a win? Yep. I'm thinking a draw. I'm thinking. <sighs> Actually, no. I take that back. I'm thinking a win. Because Vancouver's been in a pretty poor run of form lately. They barely they they beat out uh, Colorado, who ends up getting a red card. Prior to the red card, they're tied 2-2 with that bad Colorado team. But they just, got, they just got a win against Portland, though, too. And Portland, Portland, Portland has been on the up and up, though. Have they? Portland's yeah, been, Portland's been up and down lately. It's kind of weird. It's like they started the season so poorly. Like, did they just get? Uh, didn't they just go back into um, their stadium? Like, I know they had the renovations and everything, so maybe that's part part of it. Like they've been on the road for so long. Maybe, but um, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you now. I th- I th- I'm thinking Atlanta pulls out a win against this Vancouver team right now. Just again, I don't fucking know. No offside trap this week. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, win for me for Vancouver. Vancouver. Oh, okay, you just slipped that at the end. Yeah. Um. I'm actually gonna pick a draw. Just the travel, man. After that's that's the big thing. After big three thing. games in the course of eight days that we just played, and then to go and travel three thousand miles up to Vancouver, the either only, we suffer then or we suffer in New York when because we're gonna that's go. That's when I think it's gonna. We're gonna suffer. go three thousand miles there, that's, three thousand miles back, and then up to New, yeah. New Jersey. And that's where I was going with it was that I think that they can pull out a win against this Vancouver team. I'm more likely to think that they drop but, points to. But a fresh Michael Parkhurst and a fresh Nagby going up. To New Jersey, yeah, playing against uh, talk about up. But and you down don't teams. know who you, might you, be resting at that time. The, true, you'll be getting them fresh, but it could be a tired Gressel who's sitting, who looked gassed by the well, end guess, of the game. Guess what? You have like you have Tito, right? You have yeah, Tito to but we won't have Barco back. No, we have Breck Shea that you could put in there, or Justin Miram. You could, could. play either of those. Could. You could, could you could put Tito on the left. You can put Justin Miram on the right. right. You could put Joseph right. up front. There's definitely uh, have options. I'm I not think, saying that. I think the smart thing would be like I'm, I'm not. I don't, I don't know what their travel arrangements are, but I think if given just that quick turnaround, if they can afford to just go straight to um, Jersey, then that probably would be the better option here. Because like really, just to. Just to save save themselves some legs, you know. Is the game Saturday? It is on Sunday. Yeah. It's so Sunday. I don't know because we saw them do that whenever they were doing CCL. They went straight from um, DC to uh, Monterey, mm-hmm. but because the f- travel was so long, I don't know with it being domestic if it's really. Yeah. They got to they got to save up their charter flights and all that dumbness. Uh, so uh, Vancouver draw <laughs> draw win. Is that win. part of the new CBA? Uh, <laughs> I, man, I li- listen. Can we put a clause in for Uncle Arthur's private jet or something like that to just take everybody? Please, yeah. please. Or did his please, wife please. get that? His ex wife get that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. And that would also put a hole in your logic, too, is if they don't come back to Atlanta, then you don't really necessarily pick up the. But we've seen that in the past, right? We saw that um, it was either in a way stretch we had last year or two years ago where we saw that where they traveled to Seattle, came back, and then traveled up to D.C. maybe. Um, Vancouver is a charter. Uh, Michelle says they're coming back to Atlanta before heading to New Jersey. So. but I, but I'm I'm seeing seven points. I think that when it's Vancouver, draw at New York. I think and a loss at New York. I, I it's, it's definitely possible. Like I said, it all depends. Like like how is Kaku team. back for Sunday? Has he served a suspension yet? I don't know. He got three games, right? Yeah, he got three games, and because that that might make a difference. Granted, Eric Rometty is his his kryptonite, his his eraser. But yeah, I, I, I do see uh, us beating uh, Real Salt Lake. Uh, Real Salt Lake, That's who next is next Friday, currently sitting uh, seventh in the West, um, just above the Vancouver team. I am thinking six, six minimum. I'm six thinking a, four. Six and a possible seven. I'm thinking four. If I get nine points, I like I'm going to say nine points. I'm going to go four. But seriously, there's not – Orlando was the first time in the past – I guess in the past four games that we've seen Atlanta slightly out of control. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. we dominated against – as much as people want to say we should have put in more goals, we dominated Colorado. We dominated SKC at Children's Mercy. Which was crazy to me. Yeah, right. You, you could talk all you want about how they didn't feel the full 18, but I think we were the fourth time in the – last 48 games at that time that they had lost at at home yeah i'll put it this way if we can get depending on the results and then dominate dominate toronto like that too depending on results if we can pick up six points in the next two games depending on what nycfc well even with nyc if they get a win if if we could pick up six points in the next three games as we close the game on matches played um we could see Atlanta United catapult themselves up to second place and only outside of first because of goal differential, because Philadelphia is up to a staggering 11. Because goal we have the same win. We would have the same wins. So we'd have the same points. Um, in, but in what world does it make sense that, it, that Jim Curtin is leading a first place team? <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning I, to reach did, out to Kevin on Twitter to see what the fan base is doing right yeah. now. Just hearing how lethargic they were over expectations and where this Philly team has been lately. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to see them yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah, as much as I really like, as much as I it really put a bad taste in my mouth last year. Harris Madunian, I like that guy on the mm. field. Is as much of a little tantrum as he threw. You know, just holding his nuts oh, at my God. section, uh, shaking so his nuts at my section. So stupid. Um, they have a good team. Yeah. I just don't know how deep they are. So if they start getting right. injuries or anything like yeah. that, I don't know what I don't know what happens there. I think But against Real Salt Lake, that's a tough game. It's it's I don't think there's an easy game in the top seven, top eight when you go out and you play against the West no, right now. No. Um I, I really the only team I really see that's really tough, tough in in the West is LAFC. That's, you think so? That's really it. And I, Galaxy I, I, right now. I mean, both well, of Galaxy have lost. The, Galaxy have lost two or three straight, something like that. Did y'all see that uh, that Vulcan grip that Ebra did on uh, Sean, <laughs> Sean Johnson? No. no. Oh God! Like so, like at, it's like towards the end of the game, and they get into a blow up, and and he somehow Ebra only got a got a yellow, but like 
basically like you can see it clear as day. Like he puts his hands on Sean Johnson's neck, and the next it's like he squeezes, and next thing you know, Sean Johnson goes down. Oh my god! And somehow he only got got it got a yellow card. I was like, what in the world? Well, he bitch slapped whoever that was last year. He fucking like chop slapped him in the middle of the game. Just yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, like, like he got a red for that though, didn't he? He got a red last year for one of those those dust. I don't know. That, yeah. yeah, I think he might have. Yeah, and I was like, like and the crazy part was that Sean Johnson got a yellow. Too. I was like, he didn't do anything. Man, that's such a cop out. Is it? If you watch NBA, that's the double technical. It's such a fucking cop out. Like a referee can't just give. He just can't give one guy, yeah. um, a foul or. Um, or technical or yellow card in that. In that I, I I woke up last. I I, I dozed up at, uh, when I got home last night, and I just missed that that Kawhi shot, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> did you? I know you don't follow the NBA, Kevin, but did you happen to see that shot? That no, the picture that the the photograph that the guy got of Kawhi Leonard in the on like on the baseline on his ass watching the ball just sitting on the rim yeah, literally bounced it, off the rim and then like four times all of his players Leonard. all of his players on the bench are standing up just no it's so no, good like it's that. a it's like a once in a lifetime moment that that guy captured on photo and he is going to make a lot of image a lot of money probably selling that to getty images oh, that's pretty great no i did not see that how do we get into that how do we be able to sell digital pictures for like 500 bucks a pop you got to show you got to show things tim Oh yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to see this. In the words of Pablo Francisco, you know how you try. <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines. Pablo Francisco stand up. This had to been like 1999. He said, "With my body, I'd be a male dancer at Denny's." <laughs> Huddle House in your case. <laughs> Huddle House, exactly. Uh, I think we got some reviews this week, right? We did. <clears throat> we did. We did. We did. Um, give me just a second. I'll pull them up. We got a Bitly for them, so that'll help. Yeah. Um, we got one that just hit me straight in my heart. It's Dan's fault. Just hit me straight in my heart. Uh, it says, oof, four stars out of five by Dr. Hilarious, saying there are a lot of good things to say about this show. All in all, it's a fun and sort of interesting recap show that fans will get something from. But I'm going to say something bad. The audio. The audio. Even for a podcast where the audio quality is an official running joke, it's bad. I don't know when other than, I don't know. He's just talking about the connection. You're a joke, Tim. I'm a joke. Uh, next one, five stars. Best Orlando City podcast. This podcast is a one-stop shop for all of the Orlando City news I care to hear, which is little to none. Listening to these guys gives me a sense of nostalgia for Friday night happy hours in college, and I genuinely enjoy and appreciate their non-soccer asides. Despite their antics, they have a genuine love and understanding of the game, and Dan's British accent gives the show an air of real credibility. Well, there I, goes that. Yeah, exactly. I really like the new auto-tune feature he used in the last episode. <laughs> Keep up the good work. That's by Mr. Fahey. Greg's got that picture for you. It's so oh, good. Oh, I did see that. It's so good, I did man. see that. And like, it, it, they have a wider shot. I didn't know it, what they, it they was, have, they but have like I saw the, it. They have like all the fans. Like, <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's, so, it's so amazing. It's so yeah, amazing. Every time I see him make a bucket, it just makes me think, we traded him for George Hill. Ooh. We traded him for George Hill. Did you see the uh <laughs> did you see the overlay they did for the um Kentucky Derby for the pit, the length of time I between still never pitches? Saw that. No, the length of time in between pitches to Albies in against the Diamondbacks oh, no. this past week. Like pitcher gets up, sets in place, 
doesn't get the pitch he wants. Albie steps away from the plate. They run the full Kentucky Derby as an overlay <laughs> in between the time it takes them to make two fucking pitches. Good Ridiculous. Grief. Yeah. That's, I don't watch baseball very much. It's, like Once you get into soccer, it's really hard to do baseball. It's so hard. Like yeah, I, I like only time I really watch now is like I watched the All Star Game and the World Series. That's basically it. Yeah, in, in American football, it's getting hard for me to watch too, just it because of the, the commercial breaks. I have to watch it after. I can't yeah. do it. Um, I haven't quite boycotted it entirely, but yeah, like it, it just just sitting through a whole game. It's like yo, like I it's got four I got hours, things, man. Yeah. yeah, I got things to do, man. That's yeah. a, that's a great thing about soccer. It's like okay, I'm playing out two hours out of my day, and that's yeah. it. It's a great thing about this podcast. It's even less than that. <laughs> Tune in live on YouTube. Uh, hit the little bell icon and, uh, to get the notification. Hopefully, you guys are live. standing for the full sixty or full. <laughs> I'm gonna start oh, oh, that's, a, that's another thing. Like, like you can't because uh, I know, like, uh, we had a ga- uh, a night at uh, at the Braves game. I was like, you like, you can't stand to hold down anything. No, 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 God, that's, no, that's not happening. We got uh, one more review. Came for the soccer, stayed for the shenanigans. Five stars. This is probably the favorite one I've had in a long time, or that we've had in a long time. Josh from Josh two eight eight said after the after that first Red Bulls game back in Bobby Dodd, I realized I needed a place to learn more about Atlanta United and MLS. Found this podcast to be a place where I can get a few quick snippets of good analysis and forty five and about forty five minutes of terrible jokes and puns. <laughs> There's a point of every show where it devolves into a complete chaos of laughter and yelling, but this show has heart. Keep up the good work. Uh, black circle, red circle, black circle, red circle, black circle. Uh, cl- Eggplant. Cl- eyes closed, uh, smiling, three heart face, <laughs> tongue out, silly tongue out, monocle eyes, winky, uh, <laughs> winky tongue out, uh, crying, laughing. You get you get to do some of these. Oh my god! Why would you give me the ones with the okay. flags? I'm sure as shit <laughs> oh, not gonna oh, get those. That's, that's gonna be my. That's, I, I that's gonna be my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg, you probably get some of them. Uh, all right, smiley face, tongue out face, kissy face, <laughs> crying, laughing face, kiss, kissing heart face, silly tongue out face, nerd face, nerd face, birthday face, nerd face, wink face, smile face, wink face, uh, like. Tasty face Taste. with, with the tongue out, like smile, got a little bit on the tongue. Got a little bit on your cheek. <laughs> I got a little bit on there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, oh shit, man! These are some good flags. Um, I, I'm not gonna get most of these. I can see, see what Greg can get. All right, we've we've sat here and forced him to listen to this yes, nonsense. That's true. Let's see: black circle, red circle. Black circle. circle. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the flag spec. Just, 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 okay. just the flag. Don't do it again. Uh, uh, let's see. I see Colombia, uh, Bosnia. Uh, I think that's. Uh, I see Israel in there for I- sure. Israel. I think that's Nicaragua. Uh, Guyana, Jamaica. Uh, what's that one? Is it Gabon? I think. I can't remember for sure that 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 uh, red, blue, and green one. Um, Ghana. I need to bring my. Is that, need... is that, is that Bulgaria? <laughs> uh, That's what people in Europe say all the time. Is that Bulgaria? <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> no, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We might have Bulgarians uh, in the trap. Like so, we have Russian ball, gold medal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a that's a great one. That's uh, yeah. Some of the yeah, a lot of these I don't know. That's Cameroon. I think is down there next to Hung. That is that's Hungary. It's that's Cameroon, Hungary, Jamaica is the last couple. Norway, uh, Nicaragua for sure. Israel, um, that's Mauritania, maybe. Or uh, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm gonna Please do, do. <laughs> please do. This is I, I worse than listening to you talk about NBA. 
cold blooded, man. Man, I still that's what, like one of the most disappointing things. Sean, a buddy of mine from work, he and I started we we're gonna start recording a NBA podcast and we got forty five minutes into it and I dropped my phone on my computer and it froze and we never revisited it. We lost all like, the audio. No, we're, we're just done. like we're never no, doing this. We again. just rage quit. Yeah. And it's done. <laughs> it's just done. Players control it. Player is disconnected. Speaking of another podcast, Greg. Yes. You're one of the one of the three co-hosts for the culture. Yes. Tell anybody out everybody. there right now. Tell everybody. Not anybody. Everybody. everybody. Well, no, I was gonna say tell anybody who doesn't know about the show, which oh, should be know. a lot of you. But yep. for those of you who don't know about for the culture, give them a lowdown on what it is, what you guys do over there, when you guys record, where they can find you, all that good stuff. Well, first of all, you can find us at pretty much all the uh, major. Uh, podcast apps, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, CastBox, every, everywhere. Just look up FTC, UTD. You'll be able to find us pretty much uh, uh, anywhere. But yeah, what what we basically do is what we realized was that I think like from the time that we were last time, like last time I was on the show, is that there wasn't really any black people really talking soccer. And there's always this perception, especially in America, that black people aren't into soccer. And I was like, well, what, what what can we do to really change that? I can't really go out there and, and sign up for Atlanta United. So, like, let's at least talk about soccer. You know, so, like, of course, we talk about – I don't really consider ourselves really an Atlanta United podcast. Like, we, of course, that's our, that's our home team, so we always kind of default towards them to begin with. But we, we cover everyone. You know, like, one thing that we try to get focused on is, one, on the supporters – you know, and what and what they're doing because one of our taglines is the culture is everywhere. It's like what we do in Atlanta. It's what we do. Whether you're in Miami, Madison, Wisconsin, L.A., New York, we interview people from all over the place and really kind of get a get a vibe as far as what what is your culture about where you are, and and then of course we talk about the game. You know, whether it's what's going on here in the MLS, whether it's what's going on in Europe, what's going on in in women's soccer. We had a I always say when people ask me about the show, uh, I think it was episode twenty one, I believe. Uh, we had uh, uh, Lee Jakes and uh, Andrew Busamante on on the show, and we just covered women's soccer for that entire episode. Like I, it was one of those things where it was just uh, great to do. We also have one with uh, Kev Akeem. Uh He's a, a coach in uh, in DC. That uh, like it's crazy because that. Uh, episode that interview was only supposed to go like maybe 30 minutes and up going like a whole hour like it was just so so many good tidbits uh from from that show but uh, but really you know it's, it's just all about you know giving more flesh to what uh what black and brown and and, and also white as well like really like how does that how does our culture mix with the game and and uh like i said just get given given like to everyone around there of course we do we do interviews. We do. Uh, we've traveled. We've got. We've gone to Memphis. We've gone out to um, to Chattanooga. Uh, we're hoping to do New York and Chicago before the end of the season. So, you know, like, like we want to give shout outs to everyone that's really given some flavor and some sauce to uh, to, to the game and and um, and give everyone that that's, that spotlight. Awesome. I got nothing it's, else it's to like add. It's like a that perfect show. commercial. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we need to run this that. Pos- this podcast brought yeah. to you by For the Culture Podcast. Because <laughs> like, like, like guys like Rock Spontane who who commented early, like he's uh, we had him on the show a couple, uh, about a month ago. Um, Yogi, he's like I said, he's with uh, with uh, River City, uh, River City uh, Red Army with uh, Richmond Kickers. Uh, he actually came down here uh, uh, back for uh, 
the the uh, Herediano second, second leg. Uh, we hung out at uh, at Brew House, but yeah, like you know, we we meet up with everyone. Like I said, you can come get that smoke if you want to on, <laughs> on Twitter. It ain't no thing, but uh, but yeah, but yeah, like we we try to you know we try to educate. We try to we try to you know bring humor to the game and and also like you know give more light to that culture because I I feel as though we have so much style and, and flavor that's that's uh, brought to the game why not you know give, give it that, that spotlight yeah we got a we've had the opposite here where um <laughs> we've been accused of whitewashing podcasting apparently we had a review a couple of weeks ago where oh, wow. somebody somebody accused us well of it's not either being... that or either that or of us being men i don't know because they were kind that's of true they said something to the effect of it's good if they as long as you look like them or something like that yeah you know? I don't know, man. Super, it's super cool to see that divides do not stop with politics or anything else. That people will somehow find a way to. But that's one thing I'll say about Atlanta United. I mean, I absolutely love what you guys are doing. Um, this is the first like fan base I've really been in terms of soccer. So for me, it's from the start. It's seeing a melting pot. Right? Well, it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's not even just soccer. It's just it's the first fan base that I've been engaged in that it's not comprised of and to that reviewers own terminology that is not comprised of people that quote unquote look like me. Like it is as much as it's weird to say and acknowledge like Clemson was the other big team that I support, but by and large, a lot of the fan base looks, walks, sounds the exact same, you know, um, Atlanta United is not that way and has never been that way. I think way. It's, part of that's kind of a regional thing too, right? right. It's, oh, it's, it's all about what's what's around you too. I don't think there's a lot of a lot of the population that's going to go to Clemson are probably going to be people from that area, right? I don't, and but so, Atlanta's like, a metropolitan for city, Atlanta, like it was it, it's it's never been that way, and so it's been really great to be engaged with a community that has been a melting pot and has contributors amongst it that it's not a matter of people being left out or not having a voice or not being able to do something and that's evident by what you guys are doing with for the culture what the guys are doing over at siempre united what you know what everybody's doing what the the diversity amongst the supporters groups i mean it's just it's by and large from the top down this team and the culture by and large is comprised of everybody and it's not these hard lines drawn in the sand i think the the what atlanta was able to take advantage of and of course thankfully they had the right people in place to really recognize what they had in front of you because of course for everyone that that doesn't know atlanta is such, is such a transplant city so you really don't have people a lot of people that are from here and of course when they move from when they move from elsewhere here they uh they of course they bring their their allegiances with them mm-hmm. and of course for many people who who weren't already following mls or soccer in general and laying that it was was really that opportunity was like okay i'm from somewhere else i don't i haven't really followed soccer before let me give me this gives me something local here that i could actually get behind because it's, it's hard like when you're in atlanta and you're still, when you're like okay let me follow dc united like it's it's, it's kind of right, tough right and and I said credit to Uncle Arthur, Darren, Boca. Uh, shout out to Ed Rodriguez when she was here too. But you had and and skate as well. But like you had a team that really recognized, hey, let's you know take everything that's that's 
what let's take what Atlantis become and put it all together. And that and you've you've been able to embrace black, white, Hispanic, straight, gay, everything. Yeah. And and bring it all into one team, you know. And it's like it's it's been a great thing at times. Whereas based on how this the start of the season went, it was kinda kinda iffy at times. But I think that just have just being able to embrace every, everyone and make everyone feel welcome has been a huge, huge thing as far as making the team what it's become because me, I, I grew up, you know, I was at, I, I followed MLS since day one. And I can tell you, like, you no, know, coming from Richmond and DC, like it's not the same everywhere. Yeah, like yeah. like what we have here is so special. Yeah. And, you know, you hope that you can it one, for it to happen in the South and uh happen just in general is ho- I'm hoping that you can see this replicated in other places and know that that movement ke- keeps growing because we have such a great game that a lot of people really should get should really get behind yeah I think it'll be interesting to see and we saw points of it with this fracture that kind of happened when Atlanta was losing and I think that the fan base had to kind of lift each other up in a lot of regards. And some people maybe fell out, but were really quick to jump back in because the team started winning so promptly as that occurred. It's almost like you need to have, I don't want this team to start losing again, but the fan base needs to have some of that from time to time too. Is there like a culling of the herd? Is that what you're asking it's, for? It's not a, a matter cu- of culling not, of the plastic. It's not a matter of that as much as it We're is gonna just scrape the ocean for the plastic with that Kevin Costner thing. Just a just, matter of being realistic and, and taking a look in the mirror about why or what you're in this space for, you know, is it, is it strictly for the team or is it for everything that this team represents, which is what I think. Are you, are you wanted to, to get in the front row and get a, and get a selfie with right. Joseph? Right, right, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. It's, yeah. I, I honestly, when I think about it, if I had to weigh percentage of the reasons I continue to be a, such a big supporter of this team, I'd say 80% is community, 20% is the performance. Absolutely. On the field. Like, absolutely. The amount of friends that we've made through this, like, I can't yeah. trade that for anything at this point. Not at all. And it just helped. Like, again, icing on the cake, found money. Um, also, shouts out to All Stripes, too. Speaking yep. of not just along racial lines yep. um, and uh, ethnic lines, but... And the stuff that Adam McKay's doing when yep. he's got his own podcast. Yeah, now. the gay footballer. Yep. It's, um, yeah, this, I love this community. Yeah, we've talked about that, too, man. The transplant, because Kevin and I are both transplants. You're obviously a transplant. It's, I think most people are. And yeah. even you, I think you're an even bigger example of, like, for Kevin and me, we didn't have an MLS team. Mm-hmm. You, you've been a DC United guy from from '96 on yeah. until you had your Atlanta United here. It was it was tough. The you know, gravitational yeah. pull, yeah, it brought you in. No, because like I, I remember, like it was yesterday, like one day, in the the event one day unveiled the name uh, for Atlanta United. Like I was, it was at at Compound, and at that point, I really hadn't. I was still kind of on the fence as far as like, you know, am I going to keep so supporting on these. Where you're like, this is a bullshit. They're just copping the other name or, you know, I, I, I didn't really have that hang up. I was like, like, ev- cause everyone, cause like, of course my guys back home, they, they're like, well, y'all are using red and black too. I'm like, and United too. I'm like, yeah, but it's not the same. It's like, you know, like, yeah. like y'all have never worn red and black stripes. So like, it's not nearly the same at all. Right. Yeah. right. So, but I, I, I looked at that, that event and I was like, Oh, <clears throat> They're for real. Like, like you could just you could tell a lot just in, in presentation alone. Like, whether or not half-assing it, it's like okay, like something's here. And I and I knew it from from a very early point. Like something is here to where if if you had owners in place that actually you know weren't weren't BSing on with it, that something can could definitely spe- something special could happen here. Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, Greg, before we let you go, where can everybody find the Twitter, you personally, everything related to Instagram? I know you guys are pretty uh, yeah. active on Instagram too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and and Twitter at FTC UTD. Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter. Um, it's uh, Grego underscore eighty two. Instagram is Grego dot eighty two. Uh, yeah, come get that smoke because yeah, yeah, we got we got hashtag we got free the, smoke. Yes, And but yeah, of course we got we got merch. I, I'm gonna have to holler at y'all about these scarves and everything. And uh, but yeah, like we're we're everywhere. Like, we're not Snapchat though, because fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> you remember that time? The last little thing about Snapchat. You remember that time that somebody thought it was a bright idea to add about 40 Atlanta United fans into a Snapchat that somebody group? Somebody was Jay Riddle. Yeah, and then I immediately turned off notifications. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, no. I, I think I'm too old for Snapchat, and I think I'm too old for, for Reddit. I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't do it, man. Yeah. I go to Reddit just to find out how to make shit like this table. That's, yeah. that's, I, go, I, I go to the wood, beginner woodworking subreddit, and that's pretty much the only thing I see on Reddit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. however you found us thank you for doing so if you found us on youtube be sure to hit the bell icon to know whenever we're going live uh be sure to check out for the culture if you want to find anything else related to home before dark check out instagram or twitter at home before dark that's before spelled b and the number four scarves have been delivered if you haven't heard the word if you haven't gotten yours delivered in person which we delivered about half of them this past weekend against orlando the other half will be shipping out this week so keep an eye out for those um can we get that bootleg jersey going man Oh, yeah, man. It's got to happen. We, yeah, we need to get those ordered immediately. Yes, yes. And uh, to that point, you guys do the custom yes. names. Yes, the... yes. We, uh, matter of fact, we just got uh, hit up by uh, some uh, crew up in uh, up in Minnesota, so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that one. So, But, yeah, we do name sets. We do, uh, we do shirts. We do hoodies. Somehow we got sweatpants on there. I don't know how we managed to do that one, but yeah, we got that too. Yeah. So, yeah. So you guys do name sets. I, I've commit. I am committed to doing bootleg on bootleg and complete the look with a bootleg kit and a bootleg nameplate for Home Before Dark. So keep an eye out for that. Find us in them streets. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Leave a rating or review on iTunes. We just been asked multiple times by it's Justin Johnson mm-hmm. and Elliot Beaven asking if there is a um, offside trap. Unfortunately, we it's been it's. We've had a dry spell trying to get them it's, coordinated. It's, it's tough. It's just been a lot, guys. Um, just to be completely honest, between getting the scarves coordinated, coordinating the other shows, plus the um, the schedule for Atlanta United being so heavy with back to back to back games. And Kevin and I it's, both work what you would yeah. call a nine to five. What's but what's it's really, really a more nine a to seven, nine, more like a seven time. to ten. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. So. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely are going to continue those efforts going throughout the, the yes, season. Damn we, just, Canadian. we reached out, we reached out to several shows for, uh, Orlando city, um, and for Red Bulls and, uh, for Vancouver to no end. Some of these, some of these MLS, uh, groups don't really have much by way of content. Uh, that's another thing that fans are kind of spoiled by that they have, so no less much. than probably 25 Atlanta United specific <laughs> content providers. This right is very now, true. So. This is very true. And, you know, all this talk about inclusion <laughs> and kumbaya. Yeah. And, That's your uh, buddy, pal. <laughs> damn Canadians, Canadians, damn Canadians. <laughs> invade Canada. Blame Canada. 
your bacon is ham. Uh, Brian saying neither one of you speak Canadian. That's a very good point. That is a, uh, and every, then Sid the Science Kid asking if Vancouver even has fans. Everyone's uh, going to the Canadian Premier League. That's all. I, I, that's all I know. Oh my god. Yeah. That's gonna be as successful as the Indian Super League, right? You know what? I I, I have hope for that that it'll, that it'll actually take off. I just hope that you know. I think that for the entire environment, I think we need a Canadian league. I and mean, I'm hoping that pipe dream is that they'll take the Canadian teams and we'll and we can get three more expansion spots and fill them up with with uh let's see now Wabasha, uh, uh Sacramento and Little Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll figure out a way to get back into your ear holes soon. And we didn't derail. Hey, we didn't derail Michelle. We an hour and 15 we did it. Went in and and Craig just went off about the culture. Yeah. The, the culture is necessary. The culture look, is necessary. Look, look, we're we're all about the conversation outside of the nuts and bolts of the game. We still had a sidebar conversation. It just didn't get as silly as they typically do. And that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. If you, you want tactics, go listen to Josh Bagransky and his whiteboard on uh <laughs> culture over stuff. stats. Culture over culture stats. over stats and bants over stats for yeah, yeah, exactly. As well, yeah. But yes, we'll have a new episode on Wednesday. Come, yeah, make sure y'all check it out. And yeah, like I said, I'm glad to have uh, to be back on here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. All right, we good. Anything else? We don't have Dan here to close it out. So figure out something. All right, blame Canada, I guess. Yelling, yelling. Noises. <laughs> <laughs>